praises to our God, sing praises. Clap your hands, all you nations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, I would remind you in what terms I preached to you the gospel, which you received in which you stand, by which you are saved, if you hold it fast, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom are still living, though some have already fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also unto me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit even to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God which is within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to At that time, a young man came up to Jesus, kneeling and saying, Good teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you call me good? One is there who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said, Which? And Jesus said, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have observed, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go, sell what you possess, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven, <clears throat> and come follow me. 
When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With you who proclaim the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. Good morning. Quite a few years ago, I met a woman who said she wouldn't marry someone who didn't buy her an engagement ring worth at least $20,000, or rather $30,000 today adjusted for inflation. I'm being serious. Sounds like something like more than four times the average cost, right? This woman said she wouldn't marry anyone unless he, he bought her an engagement worth, ring worth at least $30,000. She didn't say anything about what she hoped for in her future husband's personality. She didn't say anything about hoping her future husband was kind or moral or a good Christian or fun or fun to be with or anything like that. You might say she was a little materialistic. You might say, you might say she was really materialistic. Her focus was all wrong. Her criteria for marriage was all about money. In her mind, the perfect engagement was about money. It was all about something materialistic, not spiritual. In today's gospel reading, we read about the rich young man who met Christ. Unlike other gospel readings, this questioner, this rich young man, was sincere in his desire to grow closer to God. The rich young man sincerely wanted to know how he would have eternal life. Christ said to the rich young man, who was a Jew, that if he followed the commandments, he would be saved. The young man followed the commandments since his youth, but he wanted to do better. He asked Christ what he lacked. What he lacked was that he needed to follow Christ and also sell all that he had and give it to the poor. Then he'd be perfect. 
the rich young man didn't have a problem with some of what Christ was, had said to him. First, he didn't have a problem with following God's commandments. He had kept them from his youth. Second, he didn't seem to have a problem with following Christ. The text does not say anything about him rejecting Christ. Rather, the rich young man had a problem with selling everything he had and to give it to the poor in order to be made perfect. Christ knew that this young man's great attachment to his material possessions was a barrier to perfection for that man. He needed to give to the poor in a self-sacrificial way in order to be perfect. But instead, the rich young man went away sorrowful, for he had many possessions. Today, too, we have problems with our wealth. We have problems with God's gifts to us. We have problems with our superabundance we enjoy here in America. Sometimes we are like the rich young man who is unwilling to help the less fortunate, or we only help the poor in a superficial way, not in a self-sacrificial way. The world's poverty may seem distant to us, not on our radar screen, especially as we are dealing with our own problems, like COVID-19. But this, of course, is a narrow way to look at it. Don't the poor need our help now more than ever? Can't we use God's gifts to give to the others? Let's not let our money become a barrier. Thanks to God's gifts to us, we too can help others, our poor brothers and sisters. God can open our hearts and share our superabundance with those who, who need our help. God can, can transform our minds and hearts to help the poor. Selling all we have is not incumbent on every Christian, but helping the poor is something we all must do. Maybe some of us can't help out at local soup kitchens due to our age or health, but our money can go there. Our donations can reach the poorest of the poor, even to the farthest reaches of the earth. And that is exactly what is happening today. Through our parish, these, there are many wonderful ways to help the poor, both abroad and in our own community. We can take down the barrier that wealth sometimes makes between us and God and our neighbors. Today, I want to highlight a beautiful initiative happening right now that helps break down those barriers. If you have not already, you will very soon hear about the big Greek give back. Instead of the normal taste of Greece, our festival, we will hold the big, great, the big Greek give back. The goal of the great big the great big Greek give back, I can't say it right. I don't even know if I have it written down right. Is it great, is it big, great, big Greek give back? Is that what it is? I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Anyway, you get the idea. You got an email this week. The goal of the, the 
big, great give back is to give, is to give 10,000 pounds of food to food shelves. Give 1,000 meals to homeless shelters, police departments, fire departments in our local Echo neighborhood, and our VIPs, our very important parishioners, that is, elderly members of our community who cannot attend church anymore. And I think we've already kind of met that goal and exceeding that goal. You may be asking, how can I help? You can give money to offset the cost of the cooked food, or you can especially donate food for our local food shelves. Again, the big Greek give back, you can give money to offset the cost of cooked food, or you can especially donate food for local food shelves. Breaking down barriers with generosity. Just like the woman who hoped to get a $30,000 engagement ring, so God, too, is, in a way, really materialistic. But in a different way. God, too, is really concerned about what we do with our money. How attached are we to money? How it is getting in the way of our relationship with him and our neighbor or not? God is going to take a look at our checking account and see what we did with it. He is really concerned about how we help the poor. Our own Father Anthony Canaris, a blessed memory, had repeatedly said, there are three books that get us into heaven. The, our Bible, our prayer book, and our checkbook. I love that one. Remember that from as a kid. Our engagement to God has a lot to do with how we use money. Money can be a barrier, or it can be a tool to break down barriers between us and God and between us and our neighbors. When we help the poor, we do not simply help unfortunate people, as noble as that is. Our efforts do not simply serve a humanitarian cause. By helping the poor, we break down those barriers that separate us from God and our neighbor. But not only do we break down barriers, we also make the kingdom of God more visible to ourselves and to others. I ask you today to grab this upcoming opportunity to help the poor and contribute to the big Greek give back. May the Lord our God who is concerned with how we use our material blessings, help us to break down barriers between us and God and between us and our neighbor, and help us to open our hearts to help those in need. Amen. Amen.